0: Hello and welcome back to Dramini Audio Fix. My name is Amber and today I will be reading Chapter 11 of All You Want by Sen Lin Yu. This fic is rated E for explicit and does contain consensual sex. Chapter 11. I get a little bit nervous around you. So, Hermione said shuffling nervously, "'I wanted to start by saying thank you for everything you did on Friday night. "'I really, really can't express how grateful I am that you came. "'Whatever, Granger,' Malfoy said in a dismissive tone. "'It was just an instinctive response. "'Any alpha would have done the same.' "'Hermione faltered. "'Well, their idea of helping me nearly broke my arms, "'so I have to admit I doubt that somewhat,' she said, feeling on edge.' I didn't claim they were all intelligent. I just said they would have come. He snapped back. She stared for a moment. Fine! Hermione threw her hands into the air with frustration. It wasn't anything exceptional, but since you helped me twice, I wanted to say thank you anyway. Gratitude accepted. May I go now? Malfoy said, arching an eyebrow. Hermione fought back a desire to growl. Good Lord, she really was turning into a dog. She wanted to weep. "'No, that's not why I wanted to talk to you,' Hermione said, huffing with frustration over how difficult he was making things. He rolled his eyes and folded his arms. "'Fine. But if you dragged me into an abandoned classroom just to discuss our arithmancy project, I reserve the right to throw a textbook at you.' Hermione glared at him. She'd forgotten what a prat Malfoy turned into the instant he opened his mouth. "'Why on earth would I want to discuss our arithmancy project in private?' "'I wanted to talk to you,' her voice trailed off, and she flushed. "'I wanted to talk to you about... 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 "'Why was it that the moment she spoke to Draco Malfoy, "'her voice started climbing up toward the rafters? "'Every about seemed to be half an octave higher pitch than the one before. "'She coughed slightly. "'Did someone hit you with a triple-tongue hex?' he drawled. "'Spit it out. Some of us have classes and homework to get to.' Maybe she couldn't do this. There was possibly another option she hadn't thought of. Something that didn't involve a git like Draco Malfoy. There wasn't. At least, not any options Hermione could come up with that didn't involve the need for bodyguards. She already felt like it was only a matter of time before someone in the school noticed and the news leaked to the press. If she didn't want the whole world to find out and develop an even more rabid fascination with her sex life... It was imperative that she find a solution that allowed her to carry on with the academic year with a semblance of normalcy. Malfoy was her best choice in the sea of misfortune she found herself cast adrift in. At least he was pretty. I want to talk about Friday night when we were in the classroom, Hermione said, forcing the words out in a stiff, low tone of voice. Malfoy's expression grew abruptly closed. What about it? he said. His voice was hard. Hermione fought against shivering. When we were snogging the first time and then you stopped, because I was still stuck in a subspace, you said that if I weren't, you wouldn't have any objection to snogging me. Malfoy stared at her and then slowly blinked. I am pretty sure I did not say that, he said, his arms still defensively crossed. Not in those words, but it was implied, Hermione said, staring at him and feeling a shiver wind its way up her back. He didn't deny it. She continued. So... I wanted to know. Did, did you mean it? Would you want to snog me? Malfoy's expression grew distinctly cagey, and Hermione took it to be a good sign. I'm an alpha, he finally said. I'm pretty sure you know I'm biologically wired to want to snog you. Yes, but I'm not talking about that, Hermione said. I mean, personally, would you want to snog me? Malfoy stared at her. That wasn't an immediate and forceful no. "'Why are we discussing this?' he asked plaintively. Hermione studied his doleful expression. His eyes were huge as he looked guardedly at her, and he was sulking. Had Malfoy always had such large eyes? She had never noticed how mirror-like they were, like liquid pools of silver. Something that conducted electricity, given the way her skin prickled every time she made eye contact with him. Did silver conduct electricity?' She thought it did. How did anyone have cheekbones like that? And such a straight, narrow nose and angular jaw. That wasn't even bringing into account the rest of him. His broad shoulders and chest, tapered waist and beautiful long-fingered hands. Hermione felt like she could stare at him for hours, days even. Just stare and stare. Malfoy cleared his throat and glanced away from her, looking flushed and uncomfortable. Hermione started and realized she'd been quite blatantly ogling him. She felt her face grow hot right up into her hairline. What had they been talking about? Snogging. Whether Malfoy would want to snog her. She nearly whimpered but held in the sound and straightened her shoulders with resolve. They were having a discussion. A discussion with no place for ogling or thinking about his eyes or his jawline or hands or mouth or how the small room they were standing in was beginning to smell like him? A discussion. He'd wanted to know why they were discussing snogging. Right, Hermione said in the primmest, lowest tone of voice she could manage. Well, the thing is that, well, as you know, omegas have, have servile tendencies around alphas, and they're, they're a bit much, sexually. After my heat... Hermione flushed Scarlet. I started taking suppressants to help deal with those... traits. Since my situation is so unique, had Mistress McGonagall wanted to make sure that I'd be safe and able to resist if an alpha tried to take advantage of my... my tendencies. She shuffled uncomfortably and hugged herself slightly. So McGonagall asked Neville to come and try to use an alpha tone to control me. Malfoy's expression grew black. And I could... Hermione said quickly. We tried it several ways, and I could resist him, and I fought back instinctively against giving in. And it was the same when Phineas tried to grab me. I didn't end up in a subspace. I was able to resist it. But then, with Anthony, I couldn't as much. I was stilted. When I was trying to fight back, it was like I was in slow motion. So Slughorn tested the suppressants to see if it was because they lost efficacy, but they haven't. They're still working as much as they ever have, and I spent the whole weekend researching, and I realized that the suppressants weren't the reason I was able to resist in the first place. You you were. Malfoy stared at Hermione with an expression of both doubt and astonishment. You scent-marked me. When I was in heat, she said, as though he might have forgotten about that time he'd shagged her for days on end. So, when Neville and Phineas tried to influence me, I was able to resist them, because they... They didn't smell right. Because I smelled like you. It made me subconsciously identify you as being my alpha. But it wore off. That's why Anthony was able to try to bite me. Because I didn't have an alpha anymore. Malfoy's expression grew uncomfortable. Basically, all the suppressants can do is lower my sex drive and decrease my submissive tendencies slightly. That's why they're usually used by omegas in a situation when they're forced to be separated from their alpha. It doesn't actually solve the issues of my being an unbound omega. As long as my biology identifies me as being alone, I'm always going to be just as vulnerable around other alphas as I was around Anthony. It might, might even be worse, because on Friday night I still smelled a bit like you, just not very much. There was a pause, and then Hermione returned to the original subject. She stared intently at Malfoy's shoes. So? That is why I wanted to know if you, personally, would want to snog me, she said in a low voice that was a lot less confident than it had been when she'd practiced the conversation in her head. There was a resounding silence. To clarify, you're asking me this because you want me to scent-mark you. Malfoy asked in a hard voice that went straight through Hermione and made her tingle unhelpfully between her legs. She pressed her thighs together and stood stiffly. "'Well, yes,' she said in a thick voice. "'Just temporarily while I try to figure out a long-term solution.' She glanced up. He had uncrossed his arms and was instead gripping the strap of his satchel with both hands until his knuckles showed white, as though he expected her to try to steal it. You want me to scent mark you temporarily, Malfoy said, his expression disbelieving. Why? I trust you, Hermione said. Malfoy's eyebrows jumped noticeably. You could have bitten me when I was in heat. It's instinct to do so, especially during the first heat when the hormones are so unregulated. And since then, the suppressants never really worked around you, "'so you could have taken advantage of that if you'd wanted to, "'and I,' Hermione felt herself turn bright red, "'wouldn't have had any objections to it.' "'Malfoy choked audibly and looked like he might fall over backwards. "'And then,' Hermione hurried on, determined to get it all out in one go, "'you stopped when we were snogging on Friday night "'because you knew I wasn't really in control of my behavior at the time.' "'It's basic decency, Granger,' he said in a hard, unenthused tone." I realize that as a former Death Eater I am, by default, scum of the earth in all regards, but I am not a rapist. I didn't mean it like that, Hermione retorted. She hadn't factored in Malfoy's apparent inability to accept gratitude or a compliment. Stick a coherent-seeming girl pulling her clothes off in the lap of most boys, and most of them wouldn't have questioned it, much less most alphas. I'm not trying to praise you to the heavens because I think most men are toads, When it comes to the legal precedent, the law sides with Alpha's. It's possible you're unaware, but as an Omega, I don't actually have any legal protection, not from anything an Alpha does to me. If Anthony had bitten me and raped me in the middle of the hallway, his actions would have been dismissed in court as being caused by a biological imperative that he has no personal responsibility for. Her voice cut off as she stood smoldering with all the impotent rage she was still dealing with. The rest of the words just stuck, like a stone lodged in her throat. The more she had researched over the weekend, the angrier she felt. "'Anyway,' she finally said in a tight voice, "'I trust you, that you won't take advantage of the things about myself that I can't, can't control anymore, that you have the self-control not to. So, I wanted to know if you'd be interested.' Malfoy's expression had only grown more closed and Hermione's heart sank. "'Apparently not.' He'd probably just said he'd let her stay in the classroom because he'd been turned on at the time. Pure blood. Muggleborn. Hermione pressed her lips together and straightened. You're clearly not interested, she said in conclusion. That's fine. I just figured I'd ask. I'll just... I'll figure out something else. She pulled out her wand to cancel the privacy charm on the door. I'm interested, Malfoy abruptly said before she could open her mouth to say the reversing charm. Hermione paused and looked back at him. You are? Yes, he said in a tense voice. She stared at him. His expression was decidedly conflicted, as though he was already regretting his words. Perhaps he was concerned about being disinherited. Lucius might be an Azkaban, but technically he remained in control of the Malfoy estate. He could still disinherit Malfoy, which he might do if he learned his son had sullied himself. I'm not... "'It wouldn't be dating,' she said. "'Right. There was a definite edge to Malfoy's voice. "'It would just be—' she swallowed uncomfortably. "'Physical, like, um, friends with benefits? "'Were she and Malfoy friends?' "'She wasn't sure. "'It didn't seem like he had any interest in being friends with her. "'Well, not necessarily friends,' she clarified. "'But just casual. A bit of fun.' "'Malfoy's eyes were growing darker and darker. "'Yes. Fun,' Hermione said weakly. "'She didn't think anyone had ever used the terms casual or fun "'in regard to anything involving her before. "'She took a deep breath and realized that the air in the classroom "'in which they were standing was very poorly circulated. "'The room was thick with Malfoy's scent. "'Edible. She wanted to lick him, "'crawl into his arms and slide her tongue over his pale skin.' "'Dirty classrooms were really not the sort of place "'she'd ever imagined wanting to have sex. "'But really, would the surroundings matter "'if she were with Draco Malfoy? "'No, not at all, because his eyes were like... "'She didn't know, something sexy and silver "'that she couldn't think of currently. "'She realized she was leaning toward him. "'She shook her head sharply. "'Right, so,' she said awkwardly, "'we can schedule it, I guess.' "'Now!' "'Would Toos?' "'She blinked and realized Malfoy was not across the room anymore. "'Now?' "'He was right in front of her. "'His eyes were black and his face looked starved, "'and he was looking at her as though he intended to eat her, slowly. "'Now!' he growled, backing her up against the wall "'and tangling a hand in her hair as he pressed against her "'and buried his face in her shoulder.' Hermione wanted to melt, but her sex drive was slightly diverted by her current stress overload. She was paranoid that Malfoy's interest might just be due to the ventilation issues of the classroom they were currently in, and not because he was actually, cognizantly willing. She didn't really think she could handle the guilt of accidentally using his hormones to manipulate him into something with her yet again. They should probably have rules. Shouldn't they? Rules and a schedule, in order to make sure things were just casual. Fun. She wasn't really sure what casual and fun meant in this case. They could draw up a contract, clarify where the lines were supposed to be, so that she wouldn't have to worry about it. Snogging and scent marking might not be a two-way road. He might not want her to lick him. It would be helpful to know. Have it all written. Malfoy pressed a hot, open-mouthed kiss against her neck, and it was as though he'd electrocuted her. Hermione moaned gutturally and grabbed hold of his robes before her knees gave out. Alpha, 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 Hermione's mind was chanting, but she struggled to stifle the instinct and stay focused. What was she thinking about before? She couldn't remember. Malfoy smelled so divine, like home and safety and sex and her favorite food. Maybe he could give her a shirt of his to sleep with. Sleeping had been difficult ever since her heat. Lonely. Maybe if she could smell him, she wouldn't always feel so cold. She buried her face in his shoulder and breathed in as she clung to him. It isn't real, she reminded herself. He wasn't claiming her. He was like an inoculation, a false claim. He didn't mean it. He didn't want her, not really. And despite that she might feel inclined toward him instinctively and physically, she did not want to be his either. It was just biology. The current situation was just a ruse for her instincts. Not real. It wasn't real. She forced herself to mentally review her research. His possessiveness and interest was subconsciously driven behavior. A biological imperative. An alpha thing. He didn't have any control over it. He didn't mean it. Adolescent boys would have sex with anyone. Alphas especially. Hermione could look like a mandrake and Malfoy would still want to snog her as long as she smelled like an unbound omega. Reminding herself firmly of all that did not stop Hermione from wanting to have sex with him right then and there. Was sex an option? Probably not. He hadn't even seemed entirely enthusiastic about the idea of snogging at first. She should probably just hold still. She wanted to at least touch him, but she didn't want to come across wrong. He'd only agreed to scent mark on her. She didn't want him to think she was trying to get anything extra out of the arrangement. If she started accosting him, she'd have no heat or subspace to blame. He'd think she was some tart. She pressed her lips together into a hard line as she steadied herself mentally, and then tilted her head back to expose her neck further. She forced herself to let go of his robes. Malfoy's fingers tightened in her hair, and he pressed her more firmly against the wall, crushing her against himself. Hermione braced herself. She would keep it together, she said firmly to herself. When he licked her, she would stay quiet. She wouldn't cling to him. She wouldn't moan. She'd just stay quiet. He didn't lick her. She kept waiting and waiting, but he just kissed her neck and smelled her as though she were a drug. His nose was buried against her neck, just over the scent gland on the left side of her throat, and he wasn't licking her. He kept sighing against her so that she could feel the long, cool drags of the dungeon air twisting over her skin as he inhaled, and then the heat of his lungs as he exhaled. Hermione's spine began tingling in anticipation. A tension throughout her body was coiling tighter and tighter with every brush of air over her neck and shoulder. Her clit throbbed. She felt almost painfully empty inside. His hair tickled faintly against her cheek, and she could feel his hand slide around her waist and his fingers splay out along it as he held her firmly in place. She kept waiting for him to lick her. He just kept breathing along her neck until her fingers were twitching as she struggled not to do anything. His fingers tightened in her hair as he drew her up until her toes were barely touching the ground as he dragged his mouth along her collarbones to the other side of her neck. Hermione gasped and shook slightly. Hermione could feel her mind melting. The urge to tangle her fingers in his hair and pull his lips against hers was swallowing her. She wanted to kiss him until her lungs burned. She wanted his hands along her body. She wanted to pull open the collar of his robes and run the tip of her tongue over his scent gland the way she remembered doing when she was in heat. He hadn't agreed to any of that, though, she firmly reminded herself. He was not interested— Until he specified otherwise, she was not going to lay a hand on him. She pressed her palms firmly against her thighs and took a steadying breath. It didn't help much. The air around her was filled with his scent. You should just lick me, she finally gasped in a strangled voice. I don't think I can handle this much more. Malfoy froze, then pulled away abruptly, looking horrified as he backtracked several feet across the room. Hermione stood unsteadily. "'I don't want to do anything that crosses a line by accident,' she clarified when she saw his expression. "'It's hard not to—not to touch you,' she flushed. Malfoy shook his head slightly as though he were trying to clear it. "'What? You—' "'That's fine,' he said in a thick voice. "'You can touch me.' "'I can?' Hermione said and blanched slightly as she realized the words had rolled from her lips in a tone of utter elation. She should have stopped there, but when she saw Malfoy's eyes darken further, she decided to push her luck. "'Can I lick you?' she asked in a low whimper. "'Yes,' he ground out. "'What about?' she started. "'If I don't like something, I'll tell you, Granger,' he said in a growl as he got within arm's reach of her again and dragged her into his arms and closed his lips over hers. Hermione's brain short-circuited as their lips met. Kissing him was even better than she had remembered. How was that even possible? It was as though the whole world faded away when his lips touched hers. One of his hands was in her hair, tangling and twisting and tugging sharply at the curls. The other caressed her neck, sliding his fingers over her scent gland as he held her in place. She whimpered and clung to him, gripping his robes and gasping against his lips. His tongue delved into her mouth greedily, sliding against hers. She moaned at the taste of him. She slid her hands down his chest. Everywhere she touched was hard, alpha muscles taut and rippling under his robes as he gripped her. He pulled her closer until they were crushed against each other, then backed her up into a desk and lifted her up onto it, pulling her legs around his hips, his hands gliding up her thighs as he pressed himself between her legs. Hermione whimpered against his lips and arched her hips to grind against him. Her hand slid under the collar of his robes, feeling the whisper of his skin under her fingertips. His skin was soft as silk over unyielding muscle, and she dragged her fingernails over the juncture of his neck as she fought against an impulse to tear her mouth from his and bite him. She had never felt so possessive of anything before. She wanted to mark him. She never, ever wanted anyone else to touch him. They were made for each other. Every inch of them fit together perfectly— and there was no way anyone else could be like that. It seemed impossible that anything could feel so perfectly, intrinsically right. Even though she knew, she tried constantly to remind herself even as she kissed him fiercely. It was merely the natural biology between alphas and omegas. Her possessiveness was merely a typical omega trait because he smelled like her. Biology. She ran her fingers over the scent glands on both sides of his neck until he pulled his lips away from hers with a groan and began peppering light kisses along her jaw. He pushed her back on the desk and leaned over her, tearing her blouse open with a sharp tug. She felt the buttons give way and distantly heard them clatter on the desk and then go rolling onto the floor. She felt his tongue run across the scent gland on the right side of her neck, and he growled as he began to suckle on the spot. Hermione felt her entire body spasm as the sensation and vibrations from his mouth burned through and pulled into liquid heat in her lower abdomen. She arched against him and could feel herself soaking through her knickers and into his trousers where he was grinding against her. She ran her tongue down his neck and sucked tentatively at one of his scent glands, pressing her tongue against it and laving across the surface. They were almost invisible to the eye, but she knew where they were instinctively. Malfoy groaned and gripped her. He slid his hand down her waist and then along the curve of her arse, pulling her more firmly against him as she wriggled. He was hard and pressed against her. She wished he'd just tear her knickers away like her torn shirt and drive into her. It was painful how achingly empty she was inside, as though it were a malady she could die from or have a mental breakdown over if some of her books were to be believed. When he'd fucked her through her heat... It had felt so happy and secure and right. She had just hidden in his arms and he kept the whole world out and she had trusted him. Her heart panged every time she thought about it. Could they have sex? She wasn't sure. Did sex qualify as casual and fun? Malfoy was kissing his way down her body and Hermione whimpered and tangled her hands in his hair. People had casual sex. Hermione might not be experienced, but even she knew that. That was what her heat had been, hadn't it? Just sex, and then he'd left while she was asleep and didn't want to talk about it afterward. That was probably what casual was. Not talking about it? Not discussing feelings, or... Malfoy's fingers slid across the fabric of her knickers, and Hermione wailed and parted her legs for him. Oh, God, please! She started to beg, and then caught herself, stiffened, and forced herself to sit up abruptly on the desk and pushed his hands away. She panted several times and tried to catch her breath and not think about how physically painful it was to be so aroused. We need to talk, she rasped. I know you don't want to, but I need to. I just need to know now. Can we have sex? She was staring at him desperately. Is that an option? End of chapter 11